Hey friend, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is titled, How to Maintain a Sober Lifestyle as a Christian. So today's topic is actually going to be about daily non-negotiables for living a sober lifestyle and for maintaining a sober lifestyle. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. I've gotten a lot of questions lately about how do you maintain a sober lifestyle or people reaching out, um, you know, letting me know that they've had short stints of sobriety, but they end up going back to drinking and they're trying to figure out kind of how to get over that hump. And even last year, I found myself like, kind of researching like, what does a sober lifestyle even look like, you know? So I know this topic is needed and it really just kind of came to me as like a divine download. And as I was praying before I recorded today, I just, you know, I was just putting myself in my listeners' shoes and your shoes. And I was trying to figure out like, what do they need right now? You know? And so this just, yeah, it came up to me earlier and it's coming back to me now. And so I'm super excited to share this episode with you. So this is an episode you're probably going to want to take some notes. Um, I have four categories for you and yeah, so make sure you have a pen and a paper or you have your phone, um, to take some notes. Um, again, this is going to be all about some daily non-negotiables for maintaining a sober lifestyle, for living a sober lifestyle as a Christian. Um, I actually heard another, like, so, well, not another. I'm not a sobriety coach yet, <laughs> but um, I heard a sobriety coach on a podcast talking about how he has his clients do like one non-negotiable a day, like so he had a non-negotiable of like 11 minutes of like breath work every day um, as his kind of like practice to maintain his sobriety. So that was kind of like where the idea of this topic began. I was like, oh yeah, like what are my non-negotiables? And so that's kind of what got this idea going. And so, yeah, so the first non-negotiable for us as Christians to live a sober lifestyle is prayer. And you're probably rolling your eyes like, yeah, it's kind of obvious. <laughs> but I did want to share just a couple notes about this. So with prayer, um, I think, you know, it's super important to 
yeah, obviously invite God into like our journey. And um, one of the ways that I've found that works for me is I like to journal my prayers out. Um, So that's an idea of something you could do to make this a daily practice is maybe you wake up in the morning a little bit early and you spend some time praying. I recommend using the ACTS acronym, which stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. So for example, you know, in the morning you could write out like, I find it easier to journal because my mind just kind of like goes like um, all over the place. (laughs) So journaling really helps me focus. Um, But yeah, so adoration, you know, like God, you are so good. You are mighty. You are the only person that can truly change human hearts. You're the only person with the power to change us. Um, That was something I was saying this morning. And then confession, you know, and that could be, that could be anything, right? It, It could be dealing with your sobriety. It could be Um, confessing anything, you know, like for me this morning, I was like confessing that I was using social media too much. And maybe that's sounds silly, (laughs) but I don't want to be like, just like on social media all the time. And I don't want that becoming like a little idol or like another addiction because we all know social media was created um, to be like addictive. You know, it's like gambling, (laughs) It's like literally created for you to be on there all day. And I just, I don't want to do that. So it's kind of like me confessing that and asking God for help because he's, he, he can help us and he can change our minds. He, you know, I I've shared this in previous episodes, but you know, a memory verse that I have about prayer or about confession, I mean, is like, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Um, so, you know, we can hold on to that promise when it comes to confession, um, that he's going to purify our hearts and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, you know, me confessing whatever it is, you know, he's going to purify me from that. He's going to like change my heart and, you know, just help me with that. So yeah, if it's drinking, if it's, you know, smoking weed, if it's whatever, like, even if you're not ready to change, like confessing it and even confessing that you're not willing to change yet. And like, God, like, I know that you want better for me, but I need you to change me, God, you know, like it's so important. Um, and yeah. And then, so T Thanksgiving, thank you God for such and such and such for me. I was thanking God because I have two awesome podcast interviews happening this week someone's interviewing me for their sobriety podcast next week. And I'm just super excited about that. Um, and then supplication, that's like asking God for like what you need or for praying for other people's needs. So for me today, I was, you know, like asking God to help me find a new mother's day out program for my son and praying that the one I'm going to, I was visiting today would be a good fit and praise God. It was, yeah, whatever you need help with, like even if it's, you know, obviously related to sobriety, like, God, please help me stay sober today. Um, God, help me work through my emotions in a healthy way today. So that's kind of like the first part of this prayer. 
Um, the other part is surrender. You know, um, something I'm learning lately is like daily surrender. And, you know, that could be obviously with our addictions and surrendering that to God. And, um, or it could be, you know, situations going on in our life that we're trying to like fix and control. And some of those things are just out of our control and, um, and they are just like making us feel bogged down. And it's just something that we need to surrender to God. Um, and that way we're not going crazy over it and just trying to do it all on our own strength. And speaking of not, you know, going on our own strength, another verse came to me. Um, and it's about when Jesus is walking on the water. Um, so I'm just going to read the passage really fast. It's, um, John six, verse 16 to verse 21. And I'm reading the NLT version, but it says that evening, Jesus's disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake towards Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified, but he called out to them, don't be afraid. I am here. Then they were eager to let him in the boat and immediately they arrived at their destination. And I just love this because this is another part of prayer is inviting uh, the Holy Spirit, inviting Jesus into our boat, into our being, because we will get to where he wants us to go a lot faster if we're not doing it. You know, they, like it said, they were rowing, you know, three or four miles and then it was storming. And then when Jesus, when they invited Jesus into the boat, they immediately arrived to their destination. So, um, I read this earlier this year and I just was like, wow, like I just started inviting Jesus into my boat, my, you know, quote unquote boat every morning. And, um, I felt really strong in my sobriety when I was doing that. So, um, yeah, again, first non-negotiable is prayer. And then number two is reading scripture. And the reason I say this is because, you know, scripture is like our daily bread. You know, you wouldn't go a day without eating as Christians, we shouldn't go a day without getting a word from God, getting that daily bread. And at minimum, I would do this once a day, you know, in the morning, because what we feed our mind first thing in the morning kind of like really sets the trajectory of our day. You know, if you're reading social media or like, you know, the news first thing in the morning, it just, it puts you in like a reactive state. And so I think it's super important that, you know, like we try to read scripture first thing in the morning. Um, I know this is super hard to not get on your phone first thing in the morning. I still struggle with this, but um, it's so important. I, I, I try to wake up every morning early to get into the word. And um, again, just at least once a day, because this is how God renews our mind as well, um, is through his scripture. And, you know, if you're expectant and, you know, you're asking God, like, God, please reveal to me something like, show me what you want me to see today. He's going to show up, you know, you're going to 
read something that is personal to you. Um, this is how God speaks to us most of the time. Um, so definitely reading scripture is a super important non-negotiable. And I've said this in previous episodes. I've noticed that when I go periods without reading scripture, like that's when I'm more prone to relapse. So that's why for me, it is a non-negotiable. Um, and I said minimum once a day, but even twice a day, you know, like, um, I know there's that scripture in Joshua where it's like, uh, meditate on my law day and night, you know, I think it's important because, you know, I think sometimes we're seeking something, you know, like I know for me, like when I'm, when it's late at night, like, you know, you're just kind of feeling lazy, you're done for the day and you just want to kind of like scroll social media or like scroll, whatever, but like whatever it is, like you're looking for, maybe it's like connection or, um, I don't know. Like, it's like, it just comes up empty though. That's what I've noticed. And versus like when I read scripture in the evening, like I feel like satisfied and like I can go to sleep. (laughs) So yeah, if you can do it twice a day, you know, maybe if you're, um, if you read something in the morning, go back and, you know, revisit that verse in the evening and, um, just kind of reflect on it and see maybe if whatever you had read that morning and whatever you had highlighted that morning, um, stands out to you again in the evening. And if you're not sure how to, um, read scripture, go back to like one of my, you know, probably the first 10 episodes, there's one that's tells you about, you know, how to do a morning routine, how to study scripture and apply it in your own life. So go back to those episodes if you need help with that. The third daily non-negotiable is movement or exercise. It's so important for so many different reasons and I don't have them all in front of me, like um, all the research and all that kind of stuff, but I know for me that um, exercise was a huge part of my sobriety, my especially early sobriety, and it's still a super important part of my life because you need some sort of relief, you know? You need some sort of release. That's sorry, that's what I was trying to say. I actually am going to be interviewing my wellness coach, and he has a blog about this topic, and I did want to read just a short little snippet the articles, um, how to use exercise to quit smoking pot forever. I'll link it in the show notes because again, it's applicable to any addiction. So it says all addictions, not just pot light up the same areas of the brain, especially the areas that deal with survival, which is why so many people often end up trading one addiction for another. But guess what? Moving the body changes the physiology of these exact same areas of your brain. Isn't that wild? Why aren't more people talking about this? Exercise creates new neurons in areas of the brain that addiction lights up, so you can create new pathways, which means the opportunity for new behaviors. Basically, yeah, exercise helps change your brain and allows you to be able to change your behavior. You know, Um, it makes your brain more pliable. That's why, you know, like millionaires, like all of them have like morning routines and they all include exercise just because 
it just, it, it's really great for the brain. So yeah, um, he also refers to this book called Spark. I haven't read it yet, but the book is from, is by a doctor who talks about how exercise helps like change your brain. So you might not need all the science behind it, but there is science behind it and it's just super important. So making exercise a part of your lifestyle is going to help you maintain your uh, sobriety and maintain, yeah, living a sober lifestyle. And the fourth component of the daily non-negotiables is working on your recovery um, or, you know, education, like recovery slash education. I kind of lumped them together. Um, So I'm just going to give you some examples of what this would look like. Um, So right now you are listening to a podcast about sobriety. That's, you know, that's part recovery and education um, in one. You know, you can read books, you can watch YouTube videos, and it's really important to learn like about, you know, like alcohol and like what it does um, because it, it helps you make, you know, more informed decisions and it makes you more you know, resolved in your decision when you're like, Oh yeah. Uh, why would anybody want to drink poison? Um, (laughs) it just makes it, you know, like it makes you stronger in your resolve by educating yourself on, you know, the substance. And then also even just learning about, you know, the stages of change. Like I'm actually going to be talking to a master addictions counselor about this, but Obviously, there's like denial, then there's uh, bargaining, and then there's, you know, I I actually don't know all the stages off the top of my head. I just know for sure there's like pre-contemplation or denial. That's like before you realize there's like an issue um, or you're denying that there's an issue. Um, And then, of course, bargaining is like when you're like, oh, I'm only going to drink on weekends or I'm only going to drink beer or, you know, that kind of thing. And you're trying to just like figure out ways to keep it in your life. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people get stuck in this stage for a while. And I was stuck in this stage for a while. And, you know, I just want anyone listening to this who, who, you know, has gone through like those bouts of sobriety, but hasn't been able to like maintain it. You know, that's all part of the, that's all a part of the process, you know, So I just want to take any shame out of that. It's super normal. Um, That doesn't mean like, obviously we don't want to stay in that place. You know, we want to move forward into the next stage. Um, But realizing, (laughs) understanding the stages of change definitely gives you an upper hand when it comes to overcoming um, binge drinking or addiction um, or substance abuse. Um, of course you can hire a therapist and, you know, work with a therapist that specializes in addiction, um, or, you know, uh, an addiction counselor, a substance abuse counselor, um, someone who can, you know, help you through this recovery process, um, and help you heal things that maybe you are unaware of that you, um, are numbing yourself with from. And then, you know, of course you could hire a sobriety coach. That's another way that you can work through recovery. And then of course there's always joining a 12 step program, but yeah, so those are my four daily non-negotiables. Okay. So again, I'm just going to run through them really quickly. Um, these are again, just 
four things that you can do to help you maintain a sober lifestyle as a Christian. So first is prayer. Number two, read scripture. Three, move or exercise. And then four, recovery education. Um, So I hope this episode was helpful for you guys and I will catch you in the next one. Bye.